If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Enjoy the silence. <laughs> Sorry to let them say that part. Welcome to the Off Limits show. It is January 15th, 2015, and uh, this is show number 13 of the year of 365 shows this year. So thanks for hanging out with me, listening live or listening in the archives, wherever you're listening from, whether you're listening from Spreaker.com, OffLimitsShow.com, where you can listen live to the show, uh, or also on iHeartRadio and on iTunes. And also you can um, be sure to please uh, follow me and like me on Facebook and on Twitter. And um, if you're not already a member of the newsletter, you can go to offlimitshow.com and sign up for the newsletter there. Um, that'll always tell you when new shows or special events are happening, celebrity interviews, whatever. Um, so you can find out uh, ahead of time. So feel free to do that as well. So anyway, thanks for listening. It's uh, Tonight we're talking about gay doctors and prostates <laughs> and more, of course. Um, uh, but... I wanted to uh, talk about that as well. But before I get into that, I wanted to actually mention that um, I watch The View like constantly. It's like I've watched it forever, right? I've watched it uh, since, um, I don't know, since like it was on, like, I don't know, 15, 18 years ago. I've always watched The View. You know, watching women cackle, (laughs) being around a lot of women talking and and gossiping and and complaining or whatever is very comforting comforting to me and very familiar because I grew up with a lot of women older than me, you know, um, that were pretty opinionated and very, um, very, uh, vocal about what they thought and their opinions. So, um, most of them. So I, I, I feel very at home in that show watching it cause that's how I grew up with my, my mother, my grandmother, my aunts and cousins. So, um, anyway, I love the show and it's been on for a long time and you know, this year they changed the show. Um, because uh, Barbara Walters retired. And um, so they kind of shook up the show a bit and kind of sort of tossed everybody out and started over, except for Whoopi. And so on the show now, you have Whoopi Goldberg, Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie Perez, and Nicole Wallace. And um, I actually like the combination a great deal. I think it's a really good uh, combination. I've enjoyed the show a great deal since they've changed it. However, apparently the ratings are not very good. And they're kicked out... um, that kicked off the show, Rosie Perez. I found out three hours ago or four hours ago that Rosie Perez, you know, she's been gone for a few days and actually um, they said she was doing a play and she is doing a play and for a month and she would be back after the play was over. And actually it turns out, I don't know if this was planned or what, but she actually um, was not, um, is not coming back to the show. So she's going to be done. I mean, she's not even coming back to say goodbye or anything. So she's done with the show. I don't know if she got fired or if she quit. Um, I think she could probably got fired. They said that she couldn't read the teleprompter very well, which I don't think that's a huge skill to have anyway. And they said that she was, um, um, something else about her. I can't remember what the other thing was, but anyway, I'm disappointed because I really liked her, what she brought to the show, her energy and her opinions. I agree with most everything she said. And, um, it's going to be missed. You know, I'll miss seeing her on the show. I really liked her on the show and, uh, that sucks, but, um, they've been trying out all these other people on the show and, uh, obviously trying to replace her. And, uh, what's her name? Um, Naya Rivera today said on the show or yesterday that, that, uh, who's on Glee, by the way, she's a guest host. And she said yesterday on the show that, um, that white people showering 
showering every day was a white person thing, <laughs> which I thought was bizarre. Um, I mean, why is it a white person thing? You know, I thought that was really weird. She said that black people and, and Hispanics don't really do that. And she, by the way, is a quarter black and, and half Hispanic or whatever. So she's or two, three quarters Hispanic. <clears throat> so she, she said that she could say that because she's that, but, but I don't know. I think that's kind of rude and kind of off-putting to say something like that about an entire race of people one way or the other to say about white people they always shower five times a day or or about minorities that they're dirty and then or she suggested that anyway but she said she herself only does it three times a, a week and i don't know i have to shower every day if i'm going somewhere i have to shower i mean i have got to take a shower if i'm going to get up and go out in the world i just feel grimy and gross i don't care if i've showered before i went to bed i have to shower in the morning before I go to a meeting or, or with a client or, or to a job site, you know, for a, a project or whatever. So I don't know if most people are that way or not, but I certainly am. And that doesn't mean you have to wash your hair every day or you have to, you know, um, do all that every day, but you have to actually clean yourself every day. Right. <laughs> and I don't mean every day, literally. I mean, obviously if there's sometimes you may not go somewhere and you don't take a shower one day or whatever. And so that's fine. You know, people, everybody does that occasionally, but I mean, isn't it normal to like want to shower when you go somewhere? I mean, I don't know. I always feel gross and grimy. And when I feel gross and grimy, I am not at my best. So I always shower. Um, anyway, plus, plus you don't want to smell and you don't want to, offend people. And I just, it's not even about that. It's about for me. It's, I just feel gross. But anyway, so that's what she said. But she said that there's a study that says, and I've heard about this study that says that, that it's not good to shower every day, that you should shower three times a week max or three to four times a week max. And I actually have read that study years ago. I don't remember, remember exactly what it said, but I do remember it, her mentioning it. And, um, so the doctors had said that and speaking of doctors, um, you know, here in the United States, you know, we have um, our health healthcare system the way it is or whatever. And I think it's important, you know, for me or in most gay men and gay women, I think, um, you know, we have to really consider our options when we find a doctor. At least this is how I see it. Because for me, I know this is how I am about everything, first of all, not just doctors. When I, when I go, when I patronize a business, if I know, if I have an inkling of any kind that the business is homophobic, I will not go there. If there's something, if there's like, if there's like a swastika, obviously I'm not going to go there. <laughs> or if there's like a white power or something, or if there's like even the rebel flag from the Confederacy, I won't go there. Or don't tread on me Tea Party stuff, I won't go there because all those things were signed. Or Republican stuff, like you know, um, a Republican sign or whatever. I don't know. I I, I won't go there because all of these are signs that they're probably homophobic. Not necessarily, but probably homophobic, most likely. You know, and I, I always say, if someone is is going to just because someone's a Republican or a Tea Party or all those things doesn't automatically make them a racist or a homophobe. But if someone is a homophobe or racist, they're probably one of those things. <laughs> they're probably a Republican or a Tea Party or, or a Confederate crazy nut person or whatever. So it, it's not like you know it's irrational to be that way. So when I patronize a business, I always make sure that. Or to, to the best of my ability, I research the the people I'm going to see, especially when it comes to doctors. You know, I'll go online and I'll look them up. I'll find their picture if I can find it. And I'll be like, oh, he looks like an old, like, 
curmudgeonly like racist white man who's not going to like to, <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to see him. Or he looks like some um, bigoted homophobe or, you know, he looks like a Reagan supporter or a Bush supporter or, you know, and so I can kind of tell just by looking at people, not always, but usually, you know, conservative people generally dress conservatively and more traditionally and don't typically have as much style <laughs> as we liberals um, do. Um, you know, we're not as much flair, I should say. It's not as much, you know, they're not as openly, um, what's the word? It's flamboyant with their dress as we are. I think we, you know, most people who wear labels, um, uh, who are concerned with fashion or whatever, generally are more, more liberal. Now it doesn't mean that there aren't tons of people who are Republican and, and very conservative that are very into fashion and stuff. But I mean, they're typically into like, you know, more, more stuffy shit, <laughs> not like Dolce & Gabbana or Armani or, or, um, um, Chris, Christian Louboutin's shoes or whatever. They typically wear, you know, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. It's just more traditional, like Ralph Lauren, like Ralph Lauren, which is it's fine. A lot of gay guys wear that too, but Ralph Lauren or Polo or, um, you know, whatever. So these are just symbols and signs. My point is, saying all this, is that so when I go to see a doctor, uh, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, I go to see a doctor, I always try to make sure that... Um, <clears throat> they are on my side somehow. Now, of course, there are gay doctors. <clears throat> and there is a handful of doctors in Dallas that are well-known for being gay. Some of them are um, uh, Stephen Pounders. I guess his name is Stephen Pounders. <laughs> he's, a, he's a gay doctor who has had a very long-lived practice here in Dallas and is very well-known. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been to his practice a couple times, but they're very bureaucratic and getting in there. Just to get in there, you have to fill out all your paperwork first. You know that paperwork you have to fill out when you go to see a doctor? You have to fill it all out first and then fax it in and then um, they check out your insurance, make sure your insurance is good and then they'll give you an appointment maybe in two or three months. <laughs> so it's like that busy because, you know, well, I'll tell you, go into that in a minute. And then there's another doctor named Jaime Vasquez who's a really good doctor I've seen before as well. Very nice, very good bedside manner, very friendly um, and very thorough and uh, very comfortable to be, you know, with this doctor. He's, he's very, makes you comfortable because he's gay as well. And these doctors are both probably in their, well, Dr. Pounders is probably in his 50s, late 50s, and Dr. Vasquez is probably in his early 50s. Um, so anyway, um, having these, there's, other, there's several other doctors as well that are gay or whatever in Dallas. And so I try to, when I can, patronize the gay doctors because think about it when you go to see a gay a, a doctor, period, and you're a gay man. First of all, if you go to see a doctor, straight or gay, whatever, you know, if you want to get a physical, let's say you want to get a physical. Well, physical, you know, um, is comprised of getting all your blood work done, you know, your CBC or whatever. So you can check your cholesterol and, and make sure you have diabetes and, you know, all that stuff that you, you can check through blood work and, uh, and STDs if you have to worry about that or whatever. Um, so these are the kind of things you go through through physical. Then also they do, of course, like, you know, your physical, a literal physical exam where they make you cough and put their hands under your your testicles and make you cough to check to see if you have a hernia. And then of course a prostate exam is typically part of that. If you're a certain age. Now I've, I've only had one or two prostate exams as a routine part of other doctors. I'd seen specialists, but never as part of my primary care physician. Cause I'm not really old enough to really worry about it yet. They say, but, um, 
they say if you're gay, if you're gay, first of all, and you have anal sex and you're on the receiving side of things, that you're, you should have your prostate examined earlier than uh, heterosexual men who don't have anal sex or on the receiving side and gay men who are just completely tops. So if you, if that, if you're someone who falls into that category, you should definitely get your prostate checked out earlier than they recommend for the general population. Um, because um, having your prostate um, massaged all the time by a penis <laughs> or dick or whatever, rammed up against it or whatever, although it feels amazing, is um, can lead to uh, antigens that are released, they say, um, to cause prostate cancer or something. And this could be completely bullshit. It could be complete bullshit. I've just, there's just studies that they've had. And of course the studies are by heterosexuals and whatever. Um, so it's hard to know if they're just saying this to, to scare people off of anal sex, you know, straight or gay, uh, or if it's true, regardless, it's probably a good idea to get checked out just a little earlier, especially if symptoms or something. But anyway, getting back to my point. So, um, you have a doctor who is straight or gay, for example. So you're comfortable. I, I, this is how I feel. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with, with a gay doctor because we're both gay. We both like guys and we both have no judgment about liking guys. So first of all, the first off the bat, I have no uh, wall up or concern about being judged for being gay. So I have, you know, I'm not going to be judged for being gay by a gay person, obviously, in a negative way, obviously. So I don't have a problem with that. And um, then the prostate exam is not awkward to me with a gay guy because it's, it's just a normal thing for most gay guys, you know. It's not, it's not anything unusual. So it's like, you know, a finger goes up there, maybe two, whatever, or they use one of those little scopes or whatever, you know, to put up there. Um, it's not a big deal if you're a bottom, especially, or if you're, you know, versatile bottom, whatever. And so it's like no big deal. Um, so it's not embarrassing at all with a gay doctor, in my opinion. And, um, then seeing your junk, you know, your penis and your, your balls and that kind of stuff, you know, in front of, and have to be completely naked in front of a gay guy also to me is not embarrassing because it's just another gay guy. Um, so I don't know. To me, that's how I think about it. That's how I feel. So that's why I try always to go to see a homosexual for a doctor as opposed to a um, as opposed to a heterosexual one because I certainly don't want to do that. By the way, I just got a tweet about um, from William Arnold seventy eight at William Arnold seventy eight on Twitter. Thank you for tweeting, William. He says, "I recently moved to Chicago. Is there a website or some way to search for a gay doctor?" You know what? It's ironic that you mentioned that and me talking about this because, or it's interesting, or, or it's coincidence because I actually am in the middle of starting a website for that exact reason because there isn't one that's really a national registry. There are sites I think I've seen. I've done some research on it that actually have you know, a few doctors, but they're typically regional. Um, so I don't know about Chicago, but I was thinking about starting like a WebMD type thing, or not a WebMD, but like a ZocDoc type thing for gay people. Um, and I thought that would be a successful thing for the exact reasons I'm discussing on the show tonight, um, that a lot of gay people want to go see gay doctors because they're more comfortable with them. Now, so the same scenario, and so I'll talk about that later, but anyways, the same scenario with a straight doctor for me is different. I go to a straight doctor. I have one I assume is heterosexual anyway. Um, 
And, you know, I have to go in there and, and uh, if one, if you're a gay guy and you, you're honest with them about your sexual orientation, because it is important, I think, in my opinion, to make your doctor aware that you're gay because gay men have special considerations that heterosexual men typically don't have in terms of, um, in terms of STDs, in terms of sexual uh, activities and, and things that happen in our bodies sexually, you know, whatever. So I think that it's different with gay men because uh, of those reasons. So you need to let your doctor know if you do, if you are gay, whether he's straight or gay, uh, uh, because of those reasons. And so off the bat, you know, um, if he asked if you're married or whatever, I'll say, yes, his name is Michael or whatever, and I'm gay or whatever. And, um, I'll make it known that I'm gay and for that purpose. And so I leave it to them to ask the appropriate questions that they would need to ask to a gay person. But a lot of them are not well educated about, you know, a lot of straight guys, especially, well, particularly are not educated about what they need to ask gay men as opposed to a heterosexual, a gay man would know. A gay man would know what questions to ask and what would be pertinent to to his health, uh, that a heterosexual doctor would not know um, if he's not well well educated on the gay community by his you know um, by his education and by his experience, which typically is, that isn't the case. So that's another reason I think when you go to see a heterosexual doctor, you are putting your life uh, at more risk in some ways because it's more likely he's not going to ask the, the appropriate questions for your life uh, and how in sexual sexually related questions and whatever that may relate to your health and things that you may need to get checked because of your sexual activity or because of, um, your lifestyle in some way or whatever. So, um, so that's another reason I think it's important as well. So when you go to a straight doctor, also you're worried about if they're judging you for being gay, are they, are they, and even if they don't, even if they're fine with you, the fact that you're gay, I still sometimes feel like they, they still want to actually care, like, um, want to support you, you know, that they're anti-gay just because they don't say it doesn't mean they're not. And so I still just don't trust that they're going to give me the best care possible, uh, if it's a straight person. Um, and so is that, is that bigoted? No, I don't think so. I think it's, it's rational and a realistic assessment of, and it is, I don't think it is. I know it's a rational and realistic assessment of what it's like to be a gay man and have to go see a doctor. And so these, these are things. So when you go to a doctor and you're gay and in front of a, and he knows you're gay and he's straight and you have to undress in front of him. It's a little more awkward because the guy's like thinking, oh, is he trying to put his junk in my face? Or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a straight guy who's homophobic thinks, but um, you know what I mean? So these are all these considerations that you shouldn't have to be concerned yourself with when you go to the doctor. When you go to the doctor, you should be relaxed and should be able to openly and honestly discuss your sexual life and your um, any medical related issues you may have without fear of reprisal or fear of, um, you know, a fear of bigotry or fear of um, them not giving you the best service. So that's why I think it's important. And that's why I am actually, where's that site? I bought a domain about two, about a year ago. I haven't had time to actually set it up yet. I think it was gaydocs.net. Um, no, gaydocs. What was it? Um, no, that's not it either. <laughs> okay, docs. 
I can't remember what I called it. I bought the domain, but I can't, it was so long ago. I can't remember what I called it. Let me go there real quick and see. But anyway, I'm going to try. I'm, I was worried. I was thinking I was going to do that because I saw a need in the market for that kind of a uh, that kind of a site, and I was thinking of having making every doctor who wanted to be participate in it to have to have uh, not just a photograph but a video. And the reason is because when I go to the doctor, like I said, I research them or whatever. I always want to try to. Um, oh, where is it? I guess it's not in there. Maybe I let it. Maybe I let it expire. Anyway, whatever. Um, I'll figure it out later. But um, I always want to try to research the doctor, and you know, pictures are one thing, and reviews are another thing. But I think for me, I get a better sense of their personality if I hear them speaking and can see them talking and answering some questions. You know, I think it's more. Um, you know more telling and realistic to kind of figure out who they are and what they think about people and how they would relate to you. You know, you can tell if someone's really curt and snide and rude or arrogant or whatever, just from a video. So I wanted to make every one of them have a video as well. Um, but anyway, that's just my idea, but we'll see what happens with it. If anything ever does, like I have time to do that because I fucking don't. But anyway, <laughs> um, so sorry about that. Okay. So anyway, um, I just wanted to talk about that briefly because I think it's important uh, that gay men, you know, I don't know much about lesbians and how they feel. I think lesbians probably are the same as heterosexual women because they, in terms of their uh, feelings about doctors, because most doctors are male and I think they probably should probably prefer, I don't know, you have to ask a lesbian, but probably prefer to see a, a female doctor, not necessarily a lesbian, but a female doctor as opposed to a male doctor. Um, I would assume, I don't know. You'll have to ask a lesbian that question, but that's what I wanted to talk about. So um, I'm going to take a very short break and come back. We're going to talk about um, several other things, including the gay twins who came out today online to their father. Uh, Justin Bieber crashing um, a gay um, meeting with the log cab log cabin Republicans meeting. Uh, Matt Bomer and also um, seventeen TV shows. You should watch this uh, this fall that are that are new. So you might want to check those out. I'll be right back after this. <laughs> Love the fun. 
Speaking of homophobes, that was Donna Summer. <laughs> okay, we're back. So, um, thought I'd play a little 70s music just because I felt like it. So, um, there's like 17 shows that there's a list of here that uh, are good shows to watch this uh, this 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 winter. Uh, starting now, uh, that are coming out or have come on already. And I, there's several that I'm interested in and some I'm already watching, so I thought I would list them real quick for you. One is Empire, and I heard about this show. I saw a clip from it. It looks really, really good. And it's about, uh, it's a musical, basically. It's a drama, but it's a musical um, about the head of a hip-hop label and his family. Um, and uh, his son is a is closeted and is gay and is trying to up and be an up and coming like uh, rapper or hip hop guy or whatever. And uh, his dad's like a total huge anti gay homophobe CEO of what they call Empire Entertainment. And his wife, uh, what's her name? Taji Henson's or something like that. I can't remember her name. She, uh, Taraji P. Henson, that's her name. She's uh, his wife who just got out of jail after 17 years. And she is a bitch on wheels coming back. She's saying, bitch, I'm running this place. I've been served 17 years for you. You're going to not take my money and take my, my company too. I don't think so. She comes in there like a boss and tells him when she's, what's going to happen. It was just really good. I mean, I only saw the clip, but it looks really good anyway. So like I said, there's a gay character on there, Jamal, um, who's, who's like I said, talented and he's trying to prove himself to his dad and he's in a relationship and his dad doesn't know. And the, by the way, his boyfriend, uh, hot anyway. So that's uh, empire. Then there's one called agent Carter and, um, this is about um, it's based on Marvel uh, comic, and um, it first was called uh, Black Widow, and she was she, the, the, the character was called Black Widow in Iron Man Two. Anyway, it's set in the 1940s after World War Two, and uh, where women were kind of second class citizens, and so it kind of makes her kind of a heroine because she's kind of a a kick kick ass you know bitch and she kind of um you know takes names so i like that also i've talked about this show several times on the show looking uh the second season of looking is on now started last week started back last week i think it's really good worth a look it's i think it's a really good show and people <clears throat> people need to give it a chance also gallivant uh, a musical comedy it features some gay characters as well girls you know i've tried to watch that show girls i really did because people just love the show i just could not get into it i have not been able to get into the show at all um i think you know it's just like geez i cannot get into it but um there's a gay character on there this season as well also previously there was gay characters on there andrew reynolds is on there before as elijah and uh, so that's another one. Archer, the show, the cartoon, which is really funny. I've seen it several, several times as a bisexual character on there. Then there's uh, Glee, which I did watch last week's two-hour uh, return uh, tonight. We did. And, um, you know, it's been kind of boring. The past the second half of last season, I didn't watch all of it because it was so boring. Um, but it seems like, you know, it's the last 13 episodes. So I definitely have to watch it. And it looks like it's worth it. So, um uh, what's his name? Um, oh my God. Um, Kurt and uh, Blaine are not together right now. And uh, so you have to see if they're going to get back together. Cause it's, I love them. And then there's house of cards, which is a fucking amazing show. If you've never seen house of cards, watch it from the first episode. Don't start in the middle, but watch it from the very first episode. It, it's um, got Kevin Spacey in it. And it also has uh, what's her name? Um, Robin Wright Penn as his wife, and it is a fucking amazing show. I'm just cannot tell you. You hate the guy. I mean, he's a horrible person, but 
you still can't stop watching this show. His wife is horrible too, by the way, <laughs> but you cannot stop watching this show. And plus he's bisexual. And so he's basically the first bisexual uh, president. And then there's Game of Thrones, they say is good to watch, which uh, I'm not into at all. I tried to watch it. It just was not my thing at all. Um, but it does have a lot of sex scenes where gay men and stuff are in it. So that's good for you if you like that stuff. Pretty Little Liars is back for season five. And The Fosters, which I've heard is a really good show as well, which has, um, uh, what's her name? Isn't, isn't The Fosters the one that has uh, Rosie O'Donnell in it? I think that's that one. But anyway, it, it, that's supposed to be a good show as well. And of course, RuPaul's Drag Race, which who doesn't like that show? If you don't like drag queens, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, Broad City on Comedy Central. Uh, I haven't seen this yet, but it's supposed to be really good. It's about lesbians, two lesbians or whatever. I might check that out. Um, Sirens, season two on USA, um, also features a gay guy who's very openly gay <laughs> and a cop. And then... Of course, Downton Abbey, um, which I watched and love ever since. And it's got some gay people on it. Of course, it's always had Robert James Collier, who plays Thomas uh, on there, who was evil. Uh, Zombie, iZombie, actually, on the CW. No, thank you. Orphan Black is the last one they're listing as a must-see for this season. So you might want to check some of those out if you like TV like I do, because some of those are definitely worth it. Um, before I go, I want to tell you quickly about the gay twins who came out um, on, I think it was on um, Huffington Post, maybe. It was all over the place, but I think Huffington Post was uh, had it on there. But um, definitely watch the video. It's pretty touching. Uh, they come out, the gay twins, they come out gorgeous, by the way, gorgeous men, gorgeous gay twins, uh, probably like 20 years old or something. They come out to their dad over the phone, and his response was pretty good and um, very you know accepting or whatever, so that's good. I love those kind of videos. <clears throat> Justin Bieber, whom I cannot stand, and I've always called him a she because he looks like a lesbian. I've always said he looks like a lesbian. Well, apparently, the, the he this yesterday or this week or this weekend or something, he was with his entourage, and there's a I can't remember what restaurant it was, like an Arby's or something like that. And apparently, he eats there every day or, or several times a week, and they always sit in the corner in this booth, the same booth. And so they came in, and the log cabin Republicans. If you don't know who they, they are, by the way, they're the gay Republicans. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense at all to me. It's like a freaking. It makes no sense to me at all. But anyway, um, they were meeting there, having a meeting, just minding their business as they were supposed to. And they, and they had a meeting in the corner there in his booth. And so he comes in with his entourage and he's all pissed off because they're sitting in his space. And so he, instead of just going and finding another place to sit, he goes and sits right in front of them, across from them and stares at them the whole time and like starts pouting basically. And the one guy looked up and he saw him and he didn't know who he was. He thought he was a lesbian. <laughs> And they all thought he was a girl. He said, look like a lesbian. He said, they say he looked like Miley, Miley, Miley Cyrus with, with shorter hair. And um, I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Anyway, and then he gets all pissed off or whatever and tells the manager. And then they tell him that they have to move. And the guys are like, no, we're not moving. Fuck you or whatever. So anyway, I cannot stand that guy. He's such a fucking douchebag. Justin Bieber, I don't even see what people see in him. I've never thought he was attractive. I've never thought he was that talented. I've never thought he was just anything. He's just, a, he's just a, a loser. Anyway, I don't like him. Um, Matt Bomer, however, whom I love and think is dropped in gorgeous. Um, and is from Texas, by the way, is, um, 
going to play, I may have talked about this on the show the other day, if I did forgive me, but he's going to play Montgomery Clift, um, who is my all-time favorite male um, silver screen star. He's dead, of course, but he was gay and uh, openly gay, um, not not publicly, but openly like within his life, you know, within Hollywood or whatever. And um, was best friends with Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, like really best friends, like close. Like they would have been married if they if he weren't gay. And uh, she tried to turn him, <laughs> but it didn't work. Um, but he had a tragic, tragic life. And I read his. I read two of his biographies years ago in two thousand and one. I still have the books. And when I got my dog in two thousand one, I named him Monty after Montgomery Cliff because I just I just adore him. Anyway, he's playing his tragic story and what happened to him. Um, so if you get to see the movie Monty. Definitely check it out. And the last thing is before I go is I wanted to tell you real quick that um, the uh, United States Department of Health and Human Services, which is called HHS, does have protections for people, individuals who have health care. And I wanted to tell you real quick what those four things are. Um, so if you do not have health care, first of all, be sure you know you can get health care through the Obama exchange up till the 15th, which is today was your last day to do it, by the way. Sorry, I should have done this show earlier. But um, you can always get it through there regardless of any pre-existing condition or whatever. And um, but also it says, I'll just read it to you real quick. The Affordable Care Act prevents health insurance companies from raising rates or denying coverage because of a pre-existing condition like HIV, AIDS, cancer, or mental health concerns, or because they happen to be LGBT. Thanks to the Affordable Care Act, insurance companies can no longer impose a lifetime limit on coverage. This is particularly important to HIV, AIDS, patients, cancer, and anyone who has a chronic condition. The landmark civil rights provision, Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act, also prohibits discrimination against individuals based on sex, which includes discrimination based on sex stereotyping and gender identity. While implementing regulations are being drafted, they are accepting complaints and enforcing that law. And the last one is insurance companies are prohibited from discriminating against individuals on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, including against same-sex spouses with respect to an offer of spousal, spousal coverage. So the, what that means, this started January, January 1st of this year. That means as of now, if you have, if you're married and you're gay, um, gay male, gay female, whatever, that and your husband and your wife has health coverage, then um, it has to also be offered to the spouse of that person who's working at the company. It has to be available and offered to them as well, just like it would be to any opposite sex couple. Um, and it doesn't matter what state you live in. This is a federal law. This applies across the board. So if you if you don't have health insurance, but your partner does, you can get it because it is now the law as of January 1st of this year that you, your company has to offer it. So check into that if you don't. So I just want to give you that information. Hope it's helpful to some people this year and hope you um, will come back tomorrow for the next show, show number 14 of 2015. I'll be back then. I want to thank you for listening and for tweeting. I'll be back then and I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Good night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 